Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. I've been recording podcasts for six years, but this is the first time I've stopped the show in the middle of a guest interview. I had no choice. It was completely unusable. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster, to another episode of Podcast Better. If you listened to the previous episode, episode 67, featuring Melissa Monti, you may already know that I ran into a few problems while recording that episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go listen to it. It is so good. Regardless of the problems we had, the episode and the content is so, so good. I've already listened to it four times myself. You need to go listen to it at least once. In any case, when you record remotely, you open yourself up to a world of possible problems. But it's what I know. It's how I've always run my podcasts. These days, I know a lot of you have had to move to remote recording situations, so I want to prepare you for some of the worst situations. I'm going to walk you through what happened to me during my last interview and how we went about solving the problem. So to start things off, I use a program called StreamYard. I've mentioned this a few times before on the podcast, some of you may know what it is, but it's a online remote connection software. It works in your browser. It's easy to use. That's why I love it. And up until now, I haven't really run into any major issues with it. Anytime we have a problem, it's usually either my internet or my guest's internet or something is going on that we can at least diagnose and usually do something about. But this past week, I don't know exactly what was going on. And because I had a guest on, I didn't want to waste their time. So we had to make do with what we had. And I'll tell you exactly what we did in just a minute. But as we started this interview, I got a notification on my computer that there was a poor Wi-Fi signal somewhere. Naturally, it wouldn't tell me exactly where, if it was on my end or their end. But I did have some warning that something might be going on. I double-checked the Wi-Fi on my side, made sure nothing was going on that I could see immediately, and then I proceeded into the interview. We got about five minutes into the interview when things started getting a little bit crackly. I couldn't hear all the words that Melissa was saying, 
And over the course of the next few minutes, it just got worse and worse to the point where I was missing entire chunks of conversation. There was no way I could continue the interview because I couldn't tell what she was saying. I didn't know if she had stopped talking. I don't know if she had kept talking, but something was going on. Because this audio, I knew it was going to be completely unusable. I needed to stop the interview. Now, I always record twice on my side. I record not only in StreamYard, but I record on my Rodecaster Pro. My Rodecaster Pro is my primary recording because I'm able to live mix the show. When I do that, that means there's less editing to do later, and I usually get a cleaner product overall. The recording I do in StreamYard is a backup in case something should happen with my Rodecaster Pro or the memory card that I'm using. That way, I do have a digital backup, but unfortunately, it's going to have whatever sounds or lack of sounds that the recording on the Rodecaster Pro has. So when I run into these internet issues, having a backup recording like that isn't going to help me. So after I stopped the interview, I let Melissa know what was going on, and we both checked our setups to make sure the Wi-Fi looked good, make sure there wasn't anything else running on our computers that would be causing interference or anything like that. Since neither of us could see anything immediately that would be a problem, I knew I'd have to continue and hope for the best. A lot of times, these things will clean themselves up by themselves over time, but I didn't want to risk it, and neither did Melissa. We didn't want to have to reschedule this interview. We didn't have to want to redo this interview at a later date or time. So as she is a fellow podcaster, she is very familiar with recording things on her end. And so that made us very easy and simple. We started recording what they like to call a double ender. Simply means that I'm recording on my end. She's recording on her end. Each of those files is just going to have our own sound in it. But then when I go into the editing process, I'm able to combine them and recreate the interview. So she politely offered to start a recording in GarageBand, and we continued the interview. Now, I'm very glad we did it this way, because as we continued throughout the rest of the interview, there were a few more times when the crackling, the poor internet connection reared its ugly head again, and we didn't lose the connection, but I did have some difficulty hearing her throughout the rest of the interview. Now, it was usually just for five or 10 seconds at a time, so it wasn't bad enough that I wanted to stop the interview, but it did make it a little bit more difficult for me to interact with her. So that's why you may hear her talking a little bit more and me talking a little bit less, because I would just let her go. I didn't want to interrupt, especially if there is a poor connection, and then we're kind of stepping over each other. She's trying to start a new statement, and I'm trying to react to the last thing she said, and it just complicates things. Regardless, I think it turned out to be a great interview. So once again, go listen to episode 67. But should this happen to you, check with your guest and see if they have some sort of recording software on their computer. If they have a Mac, they're going to have GarageBand by default on their computer. If they have a PC, or if they have a Mac, you could also ask them if they have something like Audacity. Free software, they can download it if you need them to. The biggest thing to note, if your guest is not used to using these softwares, make sure they have the proper input selected when you start recording. That is the biggest mistake I see when people try to do a double ender like this. By default, it's probably going to try to use a built-in microphone because that's just your default microphone input on most computers. But if they're using an external microphone, 
you want to make sure that is what's feeding into the recording program. You probably did this yourself when you started podcasting, but then it sticks around as your new default, and so you never have to mess with it again. But that's the one thing I'm going to warn you. If you have to help your guests set this up, make sure they have the correct input set. Now, like I said, Melissa is an experienced podcaster. She's used to microphones and computers and recording, so it wasn't a problem. We got that second recording started, and we were able to continue the interview. Now, you might ask, well, Matt, why don't you do this all the time so you don't have to worry about poor internet connections? Well, that's because as soon as you get two separate audio files like I now have, it makes the editing process that much more difficult. And one of the things I always try to stress is keep the editing process as simple as possible so you can focus on creating more awesome content. Edit less, create more. That's my mantra here. Edit less, create more. So I want to make editing as simple as possible. I want to spend the least amount of time editing as possible. Because when I do a double ender like this, not only do I have to trust that the guest knows what they're doing when they're recording, then they have to send me the recording, which can be done in some cases over email or via Dropbox or some other file sharing service like that. But then I have to make sure I get that audio from them. Then instead of just recording or editing one track, I'm now recording many tracks. I'm likely recording my track, the guest track, any sound effects and music that are in the episode. It's just one more moving piece that I don't want to deal with. Like I said, I'm used to using my Rodecaster Pro. I like to live mix the shows. So not only is my audio and my guest audio and my music already in that track, when I go into edit, I'm just editing one track. So in short, that's why I don't like to do that on a regular basis. That's also why I don't like to use other recording softwares such as Squadcast or Riverside, which will help you with this double-ender situation and will take some of the stress off of your guest because these softwares will actually record locally on both ends like we want to do. It'll record on my computer here and upload it to the cloud and record on my guest's computer locally and automatically upload the file to the cloud. So then when we're done recording, I can just go to the cloud and get both tracks. So that takes some of the stress off of your guest. If that's something you're doing regularly and you want to simplify things for them, that might be one way to go about it. But in my case, once again, that still leaves me with multiple tracks. And that's something I prefer not to do. But If that's something you're okay with, or perhaps if you have an editor that you're outsourcing things to, maybe that's a good way to go. So like I said, when you're recording remotely, there is always going to be a chance for more problems. But like I said, I've been doing this for six years. I've recorded hundreds of episodes, and this is the first time I've actually had to stop an interview. So it doesn't happen that often. But if you want to take a little bit of stress off your mind, if you want to give yourself a little bit of extra protection against problems that might happen at some point. You can either teach your guests how to record their own audio and then send it to you, or you can invest some money in products like Squadcast or Riverside. Most of the time, those products are going to do exactly what you want them to do. Most of the time, you're going to get the results that you need. But I will warn you too, I've heard horror stories from both of those products. I've heard of the audio not recording. I've heard of the video cutting out. I've heard of 
all sorts of problems that can happen with those products as well. They're not perfect. No solution is going to be perfect. So it's up to you how you want to handle things. It might depend how often you have guests on your show. It might depend who your guests are. Like I said, for myself, most of the time, my guests are other podcasters. And so if anything goes wrong, I feel pretty comfortable that I can get them to record their own end. And I don't have to use other software like Squadcast or Riverside. That's how I like to handle things. If you want any input on your specific situation, once again, feel free. Reach out. Ask me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Even though I feel that episode 67 presented me with some of the worst technical troubles that I've ever had in six years of podcasting, I actually believe it's one of my best episodes ever. So just because you run into a few technical problems, don't let that get you down. Don't let that stop you from podcasting. Don't let that stop you from releasing that episode. As you hear I do in the beginning of episode 67, I let you know that, yeah, we had some technical problems. Yeah, there are a few spots in here before we fix the problem that are a little hard to hear, but I still released the episode because the content, I believe, is that good. That's all there is to it. I hope now you feel a little bit more prepared than you did when you started listening to this episode. I hope that you feel a little bit more confident that if you run into any problems while you're recording, you have a possible solution. With that, it's time for me to go record another interview, and hopefully this one goes a little bit smoother than last time. That's all I got for now. We'll talk soon. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.